the Leash Today Talking Sport podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. Right, hello, welcome to the latest Leash Today Talking Sport podcast. Um, don't know about you, Alan, but I'm glad that the Leafs senior hurling season is over. Like, I did well bet by Westmead the other night. Not technically relegated to the Joe McDonough Cup yet, but their Leinster Championship season is over. It was it was tough going, wasn't it? Yeah, tough going. Tough going for everyone. And in fairness, like, there was um, there was a bigger crowd than I expected in there on uh, on Saturday evening. Um, I didn't think there would be that many because it has been difficult. Um, all of the games that barred the first one against Dublin have been been lost by big margins, and um, it turned out. I think I said to you half time. I thought I think they'll be beaten by ten points, and it was purely because I'd been at the previous game with Clonaslee and Glenelly um, in the, the Leinster League final, and I knew how strong the wind was and and how much of a factor it was. And when uh, when Leash didn't go in with a big lead at half time or a lead of some description, sure they were they were behind. They're always going to be under under big pressure, and uh, that's how it unfolded. And very disappointed to lose by eighteen points in the end. Eighteen points, yeah. eighteen points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, it was, it was. I didn't think it was going to come down like that. And like Leash have had the upper hand on Westmead most of the times they've played them over. I know the twenty eighteen Westmead bet Leash in the in the Joe McDonald Cup, but like this was their first championship meeting since the Joe McDonald final uh, three years ago, and Leash won that game by eleven points. So for to turn around for Westmead to win by eighteen points, like eight losing by eighteen points to to Westmead is just tough, sort of grim. Um, I look at losing any match by that margin, and it turned ten minutes into the second half. Westmead got their second goal, uh, and and then the goals just kept coming after that. Like we got four goals in the second half. Uh, Leash had played with a massive wind in the first half, but had set up the frequency final coming back. Uh, sort of went away from that system in the second half. You know, the, the goal chance, it had, they had a goal chance sort of after about 25 minutes. Picky Mara missed a, a good goal chance. And Westmead sort of got 1-2 in quick reply. Owen Keyes, his father is a Camros man, got two goals for Westmead the other night. There was three Keyes first cousins playing for, 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 for between the two teams. James uh, from Cold Shanahoe. Uh, Tomas came on as a sub from Camros. has never played even for the Camros senior team. And Owen scored two goals from for, for Westmead. So that, that was an unusual one. But... Explain, Leash aren't necessarily relegated, though. No, they're not because Kerry. It was a it was a mad conclusion to the Joe McDonough Cup. Um, Antrim are already through to the final, and I think they they probably rotated their team a small bit. Um, Kerry were Kerry were nine points up going into injury time, and they conceded two goals, but they still won. Um, the other game then was between Carlo and Offaly. Now Carlo could only get through if they beat Offaly and Antrim beat Kerry. Uh, awfully, I think only only awfully only needed to avoid defeat. A draw would have done them, and and they would have been true. Um, but they they didn't. They lost, and I was I watched most of that game uh, via Buff Egan on Snapchat. And uh, Carlo were looking at the highlights. They were much the better team, fully deserved. It. Chris Nolan was outstanding for them, and they won. Uh, but it wasn't enough to put them through. I think they lost out by about five points on points difference, four or five points, something like that. Um, to carry. Kerry were like plus 46, Carlo plus 42, and Offaly were only plus nine. So I think Kerry and Carlo both had big wins over Mead. Um, and maybe Offaly didn't beat them by as much as, as they did. Uh, obviously, they didn't. But Carlo lost a down. Um, they lost a down in Antrim. 
Kerry lost to Carlo and uh, Kerry Oxley. lost to Down as well. No, they they lost to Carlo and and um, and what do we call it? Down only won two games. I think they beat Carlo and Meat. I, I don't think they won a third one now, but um, they they had six points as well. And anyway, the way it works is that if Antrim win in the John McDonough in a couple of weeks' time, uh, Leash are down because uh, Antrim will go into Leinster. If Kerry win, Leash won't go down. There'll be nobody relegated from Leinster. And Kerry will have to play in a playoff game against Tipperary. Um, now, your man, the manager of, of Tipperary, was, I was reading an interview with him and he was talking about the fact that like they'll have to train now anyway for the next couple of weeks because the Joe McDonough final is not until the 4th of June. And then, obviously, if Kerry do win that, they'll have to stay training for another two weeks because Kerry will be one way or the other. If Kerry win or lose, they're still playing in the preliminary All-Ireland um, quarterfinal. So if they won that, obviously, Tipperary, or won the John McDonough, Tipperary would have to stay going as well. I think it's stupid. I really do. I, I, I would be of the opinion that if Kerry win the John McDonough, put them up into Munster and make six teams. Six teams in, in Leinster, five teams in Munster. Like, I don't understand why... <sighs> why there has to be six teams in Leinster like that's one issue but if there is six teams in Leinster why can't there be six teams in Munster I know Kerry would get the solid side bet out of them every single week by the Munster teams like if it was a draw let's say between Tip and Cork or something in the Munster Championship next year and then teams needed scoring difference against uh, Kerry it would be ugly but I don't really know why it needs to be so complicated yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not too sure either. And putting them into a playoff doesn't and like, seem very fair. And don't have a leg to stand on, like to avoid relegation. Like they got absolutely destroyed in every, apart from the Dublin game. They did minus ninety two scoring difference. That's eighteen points a game. And like you take the Dublin game out of it, sure, it shoots way up to 23, 24 points average defeat. You know, yeah, yeah um, exactly. No, Westmead like fully deserved to stay up. They were more competitive in their games that they played in. And we said it here last week. Like, you play with fire too often, and eventually you get burned. And like it was been the story there for the last two seasons anyway that Lee should manage to pull victories out of the fire in the last couple of seasons but uh, eventually your your luck runs out and, and that was definitely the case I wonder about the setup as well at the weekend like you know the, the hurl with a sweeper with the wind in the first half um, and then went without it in the second half I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't work that out at all. Like I, I wouldn't go in the opposite way about it if if I was going to I don't I think probably against Westmead maybe they could have backed themselves a little bit more and, and yeah, uh, I, I think like I think even the notion of going with a sweeper and it, there's certain occasions it's called for and damned if you do and damned if you don't um but like I think psychologically it sends out a bad message. You know, we're going with a sweeper. We're playing Westmead. Uh, I don't know. I think it's sort of like without saying it, it tells your players that you're you're not up to this, and yeah. uh, you know we're very afraid. Now maybe they were right to be afraid. You know maybe you know. But then 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 Cheddar says in the interview afterwards the training was going great, and um, you know so like it's it's one or the other. Now I know that a bad bad list of injuries and all that. Here, we'll hear from Cheddar. We'll hear Cheddar's interview, and we'll come back and talk a bit bit more about, about after that. Cheddar, this. Disappointing the evening. You're a proud leash man. You've given so much leash hurling over the years. It just didn't happen this evening. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, Tomas just just need to be very flat all over the field, really. I suppose for a lot of the for all of the game, really. And um, you congratulate Westmead first for the better team right throughout the game and probably all facets of the game, really. Um, and probably didn't really show that till the second half. But yeah, we just just 
didn't get to the cutting edge of the, of the game. I'd say having any says it's just difficult to put your finger on that. Um, you know, training's been really, really good. Um, did we carry our training on the training field out to today? No, we didn't. Um, and it's difficult to put your finger on it, and it's probably probably difficult also. Um, I think we'd really just looking back at the championship. I suppose um, pre-championship, we had a really good preparation. Um, I just did this before. That our, you know, I think we had a, a training camp pre-championship. Training camp was really, really good. I remember coming out of that, uh, thinking that you know, repeat team was in a great position. Um, and you know, it just didn't happen. I thought the first game against Dublin was a really cracking game. We probably could have won the match. Um, and we didn't and we just lost so many bodies along the way and just seemed to lose confidence in ourselves along the way um, as well and, and you know that maybe showed a little bit today because we just didn't get stuck into the game today um, and that's fierce disappointment it's fierce disappointing for the players as well not necessarily for ourselves um, inter-county players now have probably maybe a window maybe 10 years and you know you don't want to lose any years um, but look the reality of it is Leash is in the Joe McDonough next year and that equally is going to be tough to come out of you know you could look at for example Offaly today who looked like they were going to go into a Joe McDonough final and, and uh, didn't make it you know so that's going to be it's going to be a tough um, uh, competition to get out of next year as well but um, that that chat is probably for a different day Picky had a goal chance, didn't take it. Westmead took all their goal chances, and at the end of the day, that's that's the difference really. When you know goals win games, if Picky got that goal, it could have been a different story. Yeah, no, it it, it, it may have had to Moss, um, but and it was probably a pretty vital part of the game. We had the breeze in the first half, um, but you know, in, over the course of the whole game, uh, Westmead were the better team. They were probably better in most phases of the play as well. And they just seemed to be more hungry for. Uh, you know, for the game and, and that than we were and again, you know, it's very, very difficult to put your finger on what they and what those are. Um, you know, so so just have to team team has got to regroup and get itself ready for Joe McDonough next year. You're not necessarily there, no, I know you're, you're talking about it, but there is a possibility that obviously Kerry could beat Antrim in the final of the Joe McDonough, which would preserve Leash. Mm. But we've been beaten solidly in all five of our games. Is there an argument that sometimes you need to step back to step forward? I know I don't believe that. Um, first of all, I, I, I don't believe the first part either. Um, I, I thought we we could have beaten Dublin at the first day, and clearly if we had had the likes of Picky or Willie Dunphy to come on at that stage um, or late in the game, you know that could have tilted, tilted for us. And winning a game like that then could give you the momentum um, to move on to the next game. Instead of that, we actually lose momentum and lose confidence. Um, but to get back to your second question. Um, I don't believe that. I I believe this team, and I've believed from the start of the championship that this team is good enough to play at this level. Um, I think I might have said it before that I I think you know looking at the championship, um, you know clearly it is it is an All Ireland championship. You're in the Premier of hurling here, and any of these counties could go on and win an All Ireland. Um, so you know this is not second tier championship hurling. Nonetheless, um, I think this team is good enough to do that. And you know I said it said it earlier that I think the team and I thought before the championship that the team had the ability to win matches and to bring the top teams down to the wire and when you look at the actual championship and how it has unfolded that's what's happened with all of the other teams you know none of the teams have won all matches this is how competitive and how you know such a high grade that you're playing in um, and I think this team belongs to that um, you know we didn't perform um, like that and you know we're, we're all just so hugely disappointed about that um, you know I can make um, make the excuse of so many injuries. I think at one stage we had maybe seven or eight of our first team injured, and you know no county probably can carry that. And particularly 
the leash of this world can carry. You know, you just don't have the strength and depth of experienced players to be able to replace them with. And I go back to that Dublin match. You know, I think even in the last 10 or 15 minutes, if we had uh, the experience of uh, Pickley or Willie Dunphy to bring in, I'm just using those two players to bring it at that stage. And out of that match, we lost two more players, Roddy King. Um, and Podge, and they were missing for the whole championship, you could say. I mean, I mean, have to give fair credit to our physio people and our medical people today to patch up people to get them on the field. But having said all that, I just want to go back to your question. I think uh, Leeds have the ability to that. The, 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 the hurling, the speed of hurling, the physicality of the hurling is a night and day between Joe Mack and, and Premiership hurling. Night and day, and I think a lot of people don't realise that. But for the leashes at this world, and as it is now for Westmead, uh, you need to be consistently playing at that level um, and having the volume of players and volume of quality players to continually play at that level and be able to take the hits then, I suppose, of numbers of injuries and all of that. And we'll see what that does for... Um, even a, a county with the history of Tipperary when they're missing a number of players you know we see the hit that it makes on them but I, I just don't want to answer your question in that vein you've asked me a question about the quality of Leash Hurling I think this team has it and I think this team uh, um, has the ability to really contest at this level but it's going to have to get back and regroup um, I think there's a lot of positives from this year um, I think maybe half our panellists probably under 21 uh, the inner 20s had a good championship this year. The miners had a good championship last Monday night. There's clearly young players coming on to, to you know, to fill those jerseys and contest those jerseys, I suppose, first of all, and have a go out of it. Although they have a lot of ground to make up to this level of hurling. Um, so I, I think there is, you know, there is. Where's the best place to do that, I wonder? Uh, look, when you're trying to develop these because it's not uh, that, much use to them getting tanked I think that's a slightly different question that's a development question Um, and you cannot there's no point in talking about developing players in the senior dressing room they should come into the senior dressing room fully okay, developed at that yeah. stage that's, that's a sort of a different answer yeah. or a different question I think to, to, to be asked uh, but if you ask um, is the quality in our dressing room yes I do believe it is um, how we got it out of it no we don't no we haven't and and um, you know that, that that's going to have to get analysed and figured out about how that how that needs to get done Cheddar what's your future now do you do you plan to stick around or do you, do you give it a couple of weeks and see how it falls uh, those we just put our heart and soul into this game uh, Tomas this week um, absolutely no thoughts given to anything else um, all of those stuff is down the road you know across those bridges um, a little bit later on thanks very much that was the short of manager Cheddar Plunkett after the match the other night he wasn't in great form Alan no <laughs> I was sure how would you be you know I look I, I asked him a couple of things I didn't want to push him too hard but he he made a point about and he was he said it all along about the difference between um Joe McDonough and Lee McCarthy being night and day. You know, that that was the word he used um mm. to describe it. And I was going to but I didn't. I said no, it wasn't the wasn't the time or the place. But the last time Leash were to Joe McDonough when they won it comprehensively, they had momentum behind them and they went then and they beat Dublin. They like they beat one of the established Leinster counties and then gave Tipperary a good fill of it in the quarterfinal until um, Aaron Dunphy got sent off for pretty much nothing. So I don't know, I don't know if I just subscribe to the idea that going down there is, is awful and you're going to disimprove. Um, sport is, a lot of it is about gathering momentum and you cannot build any momentum getting beaten by 10, 15, 20 points um, week in, week out and not setting up trying not to lose or trying not to be beaten by big margin. You can't build momentum that way. 
So and there is no buzz to it. Like yes, I, I, so the way some people go on, you would swear that Joe McDonough Cup was some type of like um, sanitized <laughs> hell or something. Like you know, like I know the fixtures are at one o'clock on Saturday, which is a bit stupid and all that, and it doesn't get the same profit. <laughs> but like. What what good were the games in the Moor Park against Wexford and Galway? Like there was no buzz to those for Leash. Like you know, the game down in Kilkenny there was a nice crowd, a big crowd, in you know, decent atmosphere for the first half. But like the atmosphere at those Leinster Championship matches was was worse than it would be at a Joe McDonough game. For for our point of view, anyway, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like I, I don't. No, I, I know. Look, I do. I, I do. I, I don't agree with some of the things Cheddar is points he's making in that interview. But I do. I do see his argument in some senses that look. I don't think this should be as bad as being bet by twenty two and three points every no. single day. I think the panel of players there, by leash standards, in the upper echelon of leash panels over the years. It's probably not yeah. the greatest leash hurling panel of all time, but it's absolutely far from the worst. I think it's in the upper percentile of of leash what Leash have assembled over the years. I think there's a new, numerous players there that would, would be additions to a lot of county panels out there. Uh, yes, the injury, the injuries completely went against it, but injuries go against everyone. And like the five games in six weeks, like if you're not, like, I, I, have Leash got more injuries than other teams? Not necessarily, maybe slightly, but not, not way, they, they don't have the same depth of a panel. But if, I don't think, I do think like, like when they have everyone, and they, they potentially could be competitive and taking teams down the stretch, but as they did with Waterford last year and cleared the year before. But it's been like this year, like there has been numerous twenty-plus point beatings. There was a thirty-something point loss to Waterford in the league. Um, I don't know what what there's a can't say on. There was no, it was batted away, let's say, and, and I do believe it was said in the dressing room after the match, like you know, t- today isn't the day for any type of decisions for players or managers, which I agree with, hundred percent agree with. What difference does it make if you decide to resign or retire in the players' cases in two or three weeks' time? You know, it's the season is over anyway. There's no, there's no rush on these decisions. But believe there's a county board meeting tonight. Um, there is, we still obviously aren't allowed to attend it, but I'd imagine coming straight after. The, the match on Saturday and the last couple of weeks. Imagine that the hurling clubs will be um will be airing their frustrations. I'd be very surprised if they weren't. And you'd imagine the clubs will be calling for a change of management. I don't you know I don't know what the, what the management's um intentions are and Cheddar gave no indication in, in that interview that you did, but be very surprised if the clubs started calling for a serious change. Yeah, I, I suppose like our, our club game is healthy. You know, like, I mean, like, our Balakala got to, to the Leinster final. They only barely beat Boris and Cotton in the final. Um, so our club game is relatively healthy and uh, probably as healthy as it's ever been, really, I would imagine, like in, in the last 10, 15, 20 years, anyway, they're able to compete with the majority of teams outside of, of Leash. So you would hope that could be translated onto the, the senior team. No, look, they're definitely, as you said, all those things are, are factors, injuries. And also, you could name probably fifteen players who aren't there for whatever reason. And uh, and I mean, some of that is they don't want to be there. Some of that is left your year. Um, some of that weren't picked, whatever. But there's there's issues there, and how you solve that? If you could solve it and put it together, I think you could make it an awful lot better um, quickly. I think it it, it uh, 
the solution for the hurlers is easier than the solution for the footballers, if that makes sense. I don't think the issues are as, as complex to solve with the with the hurlers because a lot of the raw materials are there, whereas maybe that isn't the case with the footballers who will come to later on in the week. But um, that's probably where the frustrations will, will come with a lot of people because they're looking at it and going, well, we shouldn't be losing to Westmead by 18 points. Now, we have done it and we deserve to, if we end up in the John McDonald, that's where we deserve to be and can have no complaints. But um, the road back to competitiveness at the top level is not as long, or at least doesn't look to be as long, because um, the players that are currently on the team, there's none of them that old. Sure, I can this no, I, I do reckon, yeah, there's none of them. Uh, I'd say Willie Dunphy is probably the highest risk uh, retiree, you know, that, that might retire um, in the next, you know, in the off season or whatever. Like, is you know, we all know that he got married last year and, you know, his knees are a bit dodgy and all that. So, like, he's probably the highest risk. The rest of them, there's not too many in their 30s. Now, I would say, though, that they're probably, a lot of them, their better years might be behind them rather than ahead of them. But there's still definitely a couple of years in their in their main central players at inter-county level. But just the point you were making that, uh, that you know, the game in the county is in a relatively healthy position and the club game is relatively healthy. And, you know, there's been... Up to Balakala there last year, there happened, you know, and Cameron said it a couple of years ago. But teams doing back to back isn't really done. Like there's there's four strong Rathdowney, Earl, Cameron, Balakala, Boris, Cotton, four really strong senior club hurling teams. Like, and the point you were making about the, the club game, like it's only a couple of years since Rathdowney Earl beat uh, Saint Rhinas in a Leinster club championship match. That was the first time in a long time that a Leash team had won a game in Leinster. Like they could have got to a Leinster club final as well before Balakala did it. Then in last year. We also had like the minors last week in the Leicester final, and the under twenties have had two decent teams. So in the overall scheme of things, I think game in the county is more positive uh, positive than it has been in a long time. Then you see the Satanta being brought back in, and you just see the interest then that is there in the county as well in terms of the crowd that showed up at the minor match. Like people are just crying out for a, 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 a team to follow, be it hurling or football. Yeah. So so there is an opportunity there. But even, like Cheddar, you know, he he will get. You know, the, all the commentary and social media commentary is anti-Cheddar at the moment. And like I suppose it's not surprising me. They've had two very poor seasons and it hasn't really worked out. Like Cheddar saved Lee Sherland the last time he came in as manager, but it was a different context. Like they were absolute mess the last time and he brought passion and organisation. And, you know, the famous win over Offaly and the push Galway close a couple of times and push Clare close in the league quarter final uh, when they were all Ireland champions and had a couple of great days. Beat awfully in the league, first of all, for the first time, then beat him in the championship and really lifted him. When he came back this time, I think expectations would have been different and it was a different uh, atmosphere or whatever. But I, the, the point I won't accept is that people saying players won't play for him or whatever, because that's not like last year, his first year in charge, he had as close to as many players in leash committing as possible. Like Eddie Brennan was blue in the face, given out about guys not committing. Um, there's this perception that everyone committed under Eddie Brennan. It's absolutely not the case. Like Eddie Brennan had seven or eight guys withdraw off the panel after they won the Joe McDonald Cup, after they had that great game against Dublin, after they played in an All Ireland quarter final. Like, if I, you know, he was, I remember he did an interview with us at the time. It's something I just do not get. I just can't understand why lads would not want to hurl for their county. To me, if you excel with your club, there should be a drive and grow to do that. I suppose I said it from the start when I came in here. I think it's something that has to be challenged a little bit more. That frustrates me. Um, but if lads don't want to come in, I said it to anyone I spoke to, there was no gun to anybody's head. 
Um, so, like, it's not as if this is a unique situation. You know, there was some guys withdrew from the panel this year, but that has always been happening in Leash. And, like, it's like saying that all the players committed under Eddie Brennan is completely and utterly untrue. Yeah, I'm sure he even said it himself. Like, and I, remember, I actually remember that interview because he, the frustration in him, it was after Leash were coming back for a Leicester campaign. Uh, and then obviously COVID that, that, kind of oh yeah, COVID, yeah, yeah. Mm, but uh, he he couldn't understand why why some fellas wouldn't uh, commit to, to the second year of the, of the project. And, and he said it numerous times. That's one of yeah. the interviews that that we did. Like, but you know, for for his second year, like Chad Wire, Ben Conroy, um, there was Mark Dowling, uh, Larkin Burke, uh, Kieran Collier didn't come in. He was the player player of the year at the time. Like James Ryan didn't play the first year that that they won the, the Joe McDonough. Like there was a list of players um that would that didn't play that time. Picky, Stephen Picky Mar didn't didn't commit his second year. So it's not and like, this has always been the case with Leash. Every Leash hurling manager has had these frustrations. So Cheddar probably got more of them committing last year. A few did withdraw this year. But it's not true to say that that they, they all were playing for Eddie Brennan, who, who and we're only referencing him because he was the last manager. Last fella, yeah. Yeah. But I think so it was probably uh, Eddie Brennan's success was sort of something that was used to 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 beat Cheddar with as well because he he won. But you can't really compare them because he was in a different competition and did well. The only thing you could say is that these were maybe more competitive under him against the the bigger teams. But then even like I think back to the Water game last year, like Leach could have easily won that, and that was mm-hmm. under time. So it it's... yeah, and as as well as that, like over the last three or four years. After the Dublin game in Amour Park, which stands out on its own as the as the highlight, I would say that the second best um, day of the last four or five years with Leash Hurlers was the day that they beat Antrim up in Parnell Park, um, yeah. that saved their status last year. It was an absolutely brilliant performance. Um, now they, they they had been dreadful in the league last year, dreadful against Wexford, and they turned it around that day. And then they were good against Waterford afterwards, and good against um, Westmead in the Hurling Re- in the league relegation game. But like. Leashes for like maybe we're we're wrong in saying that they can be competitive at Leicester Championship level because like Leash today was set up in 2017. At that particular year, the Leicester Championship had a round robin format for the the Westmeads, Leashes, Carlow, Kerry were in it, um, and Leash came out of it and were absolutely well beaten by Wexford in a Moor Park. The following year, they, they were in a Joe McDonough. They didn't even get relegated. It just sort of was decided that they were Joe McDonough. I don't know how that even got got passed at the time. Yeah. Um, but when Joe, Joe McDonough then they won the Joe McDonough in 2019 2020 Leash were hammered in Croke Park by Dublin that was the COVID behind closed doors Twenty last year hammered by Wexford and Leicester Championship and this year have had a numerous big beating so if you're, you're going back six, seven, eight games there now where, where Leash haven't been competitive in any of them in Leicester Championship the better games have come in qualifiers mm. so so I don't know like it's not like Ch- Cheddar has had a bad spell th- these two years but Leash's trend in the Leicester Championship against the big counties going back six, seven years now hasn't been good. Anyway, yeah, to, to, yeah. to even begin with. So under two under probably three different managers. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting what way it goes. Like if he's if if if, if Cheddar is of a of a persuasion to, to to go for another year, will he then have the support of the county board to do that? And if he doesn't have the support, how does that play out? You know? Yeah. Um I don't know. Like that, that's all going to probably play out in the next couple of weeks. But um, suppose the, uh, the only good thing is it's the twenty third of May. Like um, you've never had more time to to get get a county management uh, set up right. Like you'll have loads and loads and loads of time um, to be able to 
like really they should actually have uh, somebody almost in place by the time the championship starts like that's three yeah, months definitely but yeah you, you're going to someone in place by September yeah like all the rest of the county managers are going to be uh, the ones that you might be picking up like if you're, if you're picking up a manager who's part of another backroom team or something sure most of them are going to be gone in the next month anyway hmm you know, all, all those, all those good coaches now and that on the on the, on the scene, they must they, they must be laughing. They're able to get two years, two two years in one year. Well, to manage yeah. a club team, manage a club team and coach a uh, county and coach team. County team. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash all the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. There, it is going to it'll be. Leash is never without, uh, never far from sort of um, sort of not controversy and sort Damn. of. Drama and fallout from 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 games. So I'd say we're probably going to be to, to have that face us the next couple of weeks. Uh, will, will we will we go from hurling talk to soccer talk? Jesus, that, that <laughs> holy God! Should we stop at the minor footballers in between? Is it some sort of a stop? Oh, so, yeah, to buffer, keep everyone happy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but but well, the hurling crowd probably hate football more than they hate soccer. Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely turning off. There's yeah. no way they're staying with this any further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, minor minor footballers were in a more park last week in the Seamus Heaney Cup uh, semi final against Wexford. We found out who Seamus Heaney was. He was a coach He's from back. yeah from Simon's Town Gales, and he was involved with. Uh, you you know better than me now, but these Irish teams that that were playing in the AFL in the nineties and stuff, he was involved with them as well. Um, so that's where the where the name came from. So it's not the port, but we have, we, act, we actually we actually had to get in contact with Leinster Council to find out who it was named after. Yeah, well that'd be typical of us. We couldn't just let it go, you know. We'd have to find out who it was. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, look, yeah, leash. Um, a lot of changes from their their team that. Um, would have played in the Leinster Championship you were at the game against Carlo they probably had more changes again like David Costello was injured didn't play at all captain, captain. Yeah. yeah he's a big loss James Wye was obviously suspended after the no he wasn't Carlo suspended match. he wasn't suspended he had a suspension oh, lifted no. oh did he suspension lifted yeah he was an innocent man all right, and yeah. didn't, he didn't play, so I assumed he, yeah. he must have been suspended because he wasn't in on the bench actually. But um, and then there's a load of fe- other fellas who were injured or missing. Like obviously they were missing Kevin Byrne and Brock and Riley are gone with the hurlers now permanently, which is you know what you would expect them to do. And um, Dara Lockman was was injured. Um, Jeremy so, Kelly was injured. Jeremy Kelly was injured. Yeah. So did did about. Probably seven or eight fellas missing who would have played in the Leinster Championship proper, and they sort of they they played a lot of the fellas who were going to be on the team next year, which you know absolutely yeah, the, of, yeah. the right the right thing to do. Um, there was a couple of a couple of good performances. No, look, the, the standard was wasn't wonderful. Wexford were Wexford were big and physical, and um, the fellow in the middle of the field he must have been six foot three or four, and uh, he's a big big powerful fella, um, and he he caused a lot of problems running directly at them. Leash had the the win the first half and didn't really use it maybe as as well as they as they could have they struggled for scores. Uh, Rory Lawler in the corner played well. He's he's from Kilcaven. I think they're twins, are they? Nile and Rory. Yeah, Nile was corner back, but Rory was corner forward. Rory got three points played well. Um, Ryan Little was was in full forward and isolated a lot of the time, but he kept up his record. All scoring. Um, he's then is lethal. Yeah, I I think isn't it true that he scored a goal every time he played in a match in the Moor Park. That true. <laughs> I think so. Because he played yeah. come in one school final, score goals. Then I think he played in the minor final for Paul, scored a goal as oh, a fifteen-year-old yeah. or fourteen-year-old, whatever age he was then. 
Um, and then he scored a goal every time Leash, this minor team, played in in uh, Moor Park as well. So it's, uh, I, he's, he, he's, he's my type of player. He knows where the goals are. He does know where the goals are. Yeah, no, he he was good. Owen Cawley from Collection was excellent. He um his pace, like he his serious pace, really really quick player. Um, got the ball on countless occasions and drove forward. Um, at at them and caused problems, but. They um these were behind for most of the second half. Then Ryan Little got the goal, and and they got they brought on Tom Bright from Ballylinen, and there's a fella who knows where the where the goals are yeah, as well. Like yeah. you know, he only had one intention. He said he, he was very good. That, he was very good today down in Carlow when he came on as a sub too. Yeah, David Donahue from Strabby came on a half time as well. He's a year younger now. He'd be there next year. Made a massive impact. Just got his head up and played the ball around really well, and and started creating opportunities. Set up two points. Um, really made a good impact. But Bright kicked the leveler as we entered injury time, and you thought, well, we're going to go for extra time now. Looking at this, but Wexford got a free then just outside the forty-five, and they brought the keeper up. And uh, God, he, you know, what? I love a point that just drops over the bar, and this literally skimmed the crossbar. It says it went over. It was it was hit that perfectly. And uh, Leash got they had they did get a chance to try and level it, uh, but the last possession and and that was it. So look, their their campaign is over. Um, they got lost. every bit of energy out of that game. Like it was a it was a middle of the road Leash minor team, obviously well beaten by Dublin and Offaly, um, and then knocked out in the end of that shield competition by Wexford. But the beat Loud, the beat Carlow, and the beat Westmead. The one three drew uh, last three. Um, just a very few Leafs minor teams over the years have played six games. I said it was teams won all Ireland's but play, playing fewer games. Less, yeah. You know? yeah. Absolutely, um, yeah. Like we often, Leicester Council come in for a lot of criticism all over the place. I thought their format was brilliant. And, yeah. and we give out to formats in general. It got the right balance between sort of seeding slash development games, then knockout games, and then a sort of a shield. And like for those two shield games, for all intents and purposes, were no different to the championship match. Like. No, 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 I'm sure they were as good for, for them lads as, as anything else. Like just to be able to play the, the matches um and play it together was a was a big thing, you know, and like six games, six different counties, they played in they played in Tullamore, Parnell Park and, and Carlo. They've played in these in Moore Park, obviously. Um just, I don't think a county minor team can ask for much more than that now. Maybe if, no. if the games were a bit more spread out, but even still, I don't I don't they're actually getting eight weeks there out of the season. Yeah, which is now. back and play with their clubs now, and like the fact to actually restructure the the championship, the the minor championship um was due to start last weekend, but because of the success of the minor hurlers, and we'll talk about them in our our podcast later, the second podcast this week, um they're back in action this weekend, but because of their success, um that has been put back, uh they've restructured it, they've got away, they they had everybody in together, and um you're going to grade basically in the first part of the championship and then based on where you finished in the the grading part of it you'd be put in A, B and C but they've had to do away with that now and, and just grade them based off under 15 results and league results and they're going with a, an extended league um, starting this Monday I think so that'll get them through Have they been playing games so. already to minors? Yeah, they yeah they've, they've been And is this much. a new league that they're starting now? Uh, it's more a continuation. So, like the old league uh, was a development league, and there was no like finals or anything like that. You just okay. played five, six matches, and uh, and that was it. Like, but now what they've done is they've come along and they've taken all and, the and, and have, they play, have they played all those games? Yes, yeah, that that's yeah. done. Okay, that would have been done. Yeah, and what they've done now is they've taken all the teams and they've drawn them just randomly into uh, 
in knockouts. And if you win, you go into court, finally lose, you go into a back door, and there's, then there's a shield element of it. So I think you're going to be guaranteed about three or four more matches, which will get oh, all those players up to. Uh, and you see, this is the thing like people don't understand. You know the way you often hear, oh, why let the lads play adult? If the lads were playing adult, they couldn't play all these matches. Because yeah. if they were playing adult now, they wouldn't be able to schedule all these minor uh, matches that they've had at club level. I'm not talking about county level, I'm talking about club level that they've been able to play for the last three months wouldn't be possible because lads have been yeah. being pulled onto junior C teams, junior A yeah. teams, junior And B the teams. other thing, it, t- it takes the pressure, like, do you, if I was over a team, the first thing, you would be putting pressure, ah, will you come on and give us hands or you're big enough, come on. Mm. Like, you're not allowed to. Simple no, as. It's, simple agree as, or disagree, yeah. it's, 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 there's no grey area. No, and like all these guys are getting loads and loads of matches because I remember being over minor teams before this, and like you might play three or four matches in a year. That could be it, like, and you wouldn't see them because you couldn't, especially if you were in our situation in the Maldives for three clubs, yeah. And you couldn't train because you'd go train one night, some club be training, and another someone else. So it's just impossible. Whereas this is very clean. I know people give out that they should they should be low play adult, but this is the benefit of it. You get so much more games, and that's what it should be all about. Like you with want your age group and your friends, yeah. your friends, and that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, we're after we're after soccer. soft to the blow. We we'll go to soccer now. <laughs> what a weekend oh. for Leash soccer! Unbelievable. I I oh. even watched soccer yesterday on television. I watched Jesus. Liverpool. Yeah. Oh gosh, well, yeah. I I actually yeah, watched yeah. Um, Port Leash and Greystones in oh, the Yeah, National Cup. I don't think, and I said it here before, I don't think people get how big this is. I, I don't know what you compare this to, but like you're talking, this has never happened before. I was talking to the chairman of the Midland School Boys League, who has been there for the last 20 years. A leash team has never got further than the quarterfinal of any competition, ever, in the existence of the SFAI Cup. Never got any further. The SFAI is around about 25 years. They've never got any further than the quarterfinal. At, at any, at any, any team or any grade, never, boys, never. girls, anything. Boys, yeah. girls, aliens, everything, nothing. Never, never got that far. And these girls have gone all the way to the final. And they were playing Greystones United, who are the top team in the DDSL, uh, which would be considered the creme de la creme of, of uh, soccer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, they beat Shelburne in the semi final, Portage did. And Shelburne are, are like probably the top. Surpass P Mount now as the top ladies team in the country, um, a women's team in the country. So they beat them in the semi final, and then they were playing Greystones. And when I say they kicked them off the park, they kicked them off the park. They were just unbelievable. They never, I, Darren Brennan was in goals for Port Leash. I'd say she had to make two saves. That was they, Greystones could not get near the Port Leash, um, goals at all. They were just completely and utterly dominant in the entire game. Now there was a there was a wind um, blowing across the pitch for most of the game. It sort of made the conditions uh, difficult enough to to play in. But Portlaoise were were just so good. Like the the back three in particular, like uh, you, you wouldn't see them. Holly Murphy, the captain, Emily Flynn, and Nate Dundon. just like three Virgil Van Dykes. You couldn't get the ball past them. They were just unbelievable and. The first goal came from Neve. She stepped into midfield. Like when you're playing three five two, your uh, your three centre halves, if for it to work, they need to be good footballers. They need to be able to step into the middle of the pitch and set up attacks. And she stepped into the middle of the field for one of the one of the attacks and pinged the ball over the defence straight through. Uh, Kira Bresnan is she is she a daughter of your friend? Connell, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that yeah. he was mentioning yeah, she's the exceptional. Part of the, 
Yeah, oh, outstanding. Yeah, outstanding. And and it was a race between her and the goalkeeper from Greystones. And she got there first and nipped it past her. And uh, like I was watching this on SFAI on Facebook. And like the level of effort that they went to, like they had the, the match camera, but then they had a camera behind each goal. So whenever the player would go down there, the feed would switch to, to that and you get the reverse angle. It was class, like for, for what you were talking about. Like the 14, yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. brilliant. So a serious achievement. There were signs up all over Port Leash. Like as, as you went headed for the motorway, there was a whole lot of signs from businesses wishing them good luck. I believe a couple of bus loads went from Ross Lane yesterday morning. You did, um, yeah. They were all out in the field afterwards. It was brilliant scenes at full time when, when they did win it. I, I, I just saw, I, I know uh, that, that Kira Breslin is, she's in school down in the presentation in Turles, and I think they're in the All-Ireland Senior Final, school's final, and she is on that team, came on in the semi-final, and she's only she's in first not. year, she might be second year, Jeez. very, very young, and scored goals, um, I believe multiple goals, I don't want to name the number because I could get it wrong, but she scored a couple of goals in the semi-final, and they're in the All-Ireland School's final, and she in first year, so... That's okay. you know apparently an exceptional uh, young sports player. Uh, yeah, she, she, the player profile was up on um, her player profile was up on Twitter. Uh, her dad Connell, he owns Super Value in Abbey Leagues and in Rat Downey. He's a Donegal man. Her mum is is a Mayo woman. She was born in England. She lives in Leash and she's school in Tipperary. <laughs> that was the that was the, the facts about her uh, sort of fact you don't know or something. So I thought that was very very quirky as well. So fantastic. Uh, the second half. They're all Ireland the... champions now. Anyway. Yeah, they had to play against them in the second half and that was a bit more difficult and they did struggle at times but they never really looked under any pressure and then they made it safe near the end about 10 minutes to go. Maisie Carey um, scored her second goal um, another ball that split the defence and after that they just completely and utterly managed the game out. Um, they conceded very little throughout the whole campaign. They won the, the Midlands League now they've won an All-Ireland title and as I said, I, I can't stress yeah, How it's the first time in over is. twenty years that a mid a team from the Midlands League and the Midlands League stretches from Longford, Westmead, Leash, Offaly, and uh, I think there's even a couple of Galway teams in it. But mm. but it's huge, um, huge. Was... First time the Midlands team in over twenty years was in, in, in an FAI underage final. Yeah, the the, the uh, what was it nineteen ninety seven? I think the Midlands School was like was formed or something like that. Right. So the SFAI was wasn't a short time after that. But yeah, no, like their their achievement is just. Absolutely, yeah. and, and 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 to make the day better for Port Leash Soccer Club, which is obviously a huge club in the town, um, and that girls team is sort of there are players drawn from all over the county. Like it's Port Leash in name, but there is girls from from every direction around the county. Yeah, they, were, they were very good. Uh, we had two girls on that team who who, who I coached for years, and uh, Eve Dundon and Keelan Moore. They, they played with us. Steve's from Timahoe and Keelan's from Strably, and they played with us out in TNS for. I suppose from when they were seven until 12, 13 and, um, Port Leash approached us at that stage because like you would, they, we would, they play on the lads team and they obviously, then we would play Port Leash and they'd be going, God, who were them to? <laughs> you know, because they were excellent. Yeah. Like, and, uh, Keelan in particular came on the second half and had a massive impact when, when possession holding up. But they're very good Port Leash at doing that. They, they'll contact you and say, look, um, you know, have you any guards that, that are looking to come and play on an all guards team? Now, a lot of the time the girls will want to actually stay with the lads for as long as they can. Um, and our, our two did that, but there's a time comes when I suppose they, they, uh, want, to, they want to go. It's and, important uh, to provide yeah. for players the best possible thing for them. And that's probably, you know, it, there's there's no shame in that is actually, and, and I'm sure you're very proud that they're your players sort of as well. Absolutely, like, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And if I could if I could still have them, they'd still be playing for me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so like they're they're two exceptional players. But they've got yeah, I think there's guards from Emo on it. There's um 
I saw a lot of different posts yesterday. Yeah, Yeah, so it's brilliant. And that's what you want. Like, if you want to be successful, um, there is little point in, you know, TNS starting a girls team with three or four girls and trying to bring, you know, it's Mm -hmm. much better let them all into Port Leash where it's nice and centralised. It's a fantastic setup. I know all the people in there who run that club and they run it superbly. So, look, I'm delighted for them. They're they're fantastic. And to make the day better for them then, their, their men's senior team who play in the Leinster Senior League, they don't play in the local leagues. So the top soccer team in the league, obviously, managed by our pal Shane Keegan. And they won, I don't know who Lumi O'Reilly is. Uh, <laughs> I definitely didn't know who she, that, that Seamus Heaney was. But Lumi O'Reilly, um, the Lumi O'Reilly Cup is sort of a, it's like the equivalent of the, the league cup in England for teams in their division and the division below it. And they beat Kilbarrick in the final of that yesterday. Kilbarrick had won the league by about 20 points. Port Leash had finished fourth, didn't get missed out on promotion. Uh, and but they beat Kilbarrick in the cup final yesterday. Up at oh, god, it was in was there a game in oh, the girls' game was in the AUL complex, but theirs was it, in a place was, called St. Mocta's. St. Mocta's, yeah, god, I don't know where that is. No idea either. It's uh, yeah, it was know. the whole it's that's the name of the, the club that played club that hosted it, yeah. But they, they, they won 2 0, they got two goals in the five minutes after halftime. Uh, Jack Priestley got one and Chris Mulhall got the other. Chris Mulhall got man in the match. Uh, Oshin Fitzpatrick was captain. So that was a great way for them to end the season. Like they, 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 like they talk about a marathon season. Like Nearly 12 months, it said. Yeah, we were going since last July and like I think I think they trained over 100 times and they probably played about 30 matches or more. I'd say they're probably like they were playing Sunday, Wednesday uh, for the last six weeks. They were playing two games a week for the last, like they played 12 games in the last six weeks alone. There was ages there over the winter where they didn't play any games. Yes, yeah. And again, like you look at them, uh, Joe Walsh from the Heat, Colin Cosmo, Aidan McGovern, Port Leash, Scott Osborne, Port Arlington, a couple of Port Leash. Evan, Evan McAvoy, Ballarone, Poole, Rose, Nallis, Priestley from Bally Finn. Um, so like it's it's very yeah, much Jimmy Dermody, well. Dermody is from Castlecomer in Kilkenny. Or is oh, it John Sound? He's, yeah. def- uh, he's definitely, he, he got his passport. He, he must have had to get a sort of a work visa or something. The only the foreign guys that come in. <laughs> Played the premiership, yeah, and then then Tower Hill Rovers. They win a good bit. Tower Hill Rovers. They must be the well, best pub team in the county, are they? Well, they're they're now ranked. Um, I think they're ranked the highest leash team in in the CCFL now. Yeah. Uh, they're up in the Premier Division. I don't think there's anyone else. I think Clonus Stephen Rosanna's got relegated from the Premier Division a couple of years ago. Maybe I'm doing someone a disservice, but um, they're up to the Premier Division now. They had to win that game. Mullingar Town um, were were top of the table. And they only needed a draw, I think, would have would have done them. Uh, but Tower Hill, like I remember Tower Hill starting off um not too long ago. I I, I don't think they're, they're probably not even ten years in, in existence. Um and uh you know, like you look at the, the players that they have, they're all like the Keen Cullerton there plays with, with Ballyfin, um, I think. There's certainly Ballyfin. The rest of them are all Port Leash based, like Jack Fennell, Damon Larkin, obviously you know, know him from the Martin Hillard. Is Martin Hillard Mount Medic? No, Martin Hillard was a great soccer player. He would have played Port Leash. Port Leash. I don't know if he's Mount Medic. I, I would have had him as Port Leash. Port Leash had a League of Ireland team, mm. one twenty one team, going back 10, 15 years ago. They were allowed to play over age lads. I don't know. I can't get my head around that one. But they're always allowed to play three or four lads that weren't under twenty one. Okay. And he was one of the guys on that team. But like you know, fantastic achievement out of them now to be up to the top um, level in in junior. 
or CCFL or whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, soccer in, in the country or in the county. Well, in they the won the CCFL Cup last year. Look at the county's cup last That's year. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, and I did, they, they, they would say themselves they're, they're, they're a pub team. Like, it's, uh, that's, I'm not doing them in a service. That's what they nearly refer to themselves like. They don't have an underage setup. No. They don't have a, their own grounds or anything. No, no, no. They don't have anything like that. Like, but, but what? They, Where like, were they, they playing their home games? In the Lady on the on the Astro pitch. Uh, no, you play, play nothing on that other pitch at the moment. To read the story on it. Oh, that's right. Yes, they probably were playing on the on the Astro. Um, yeah. No, Mount Melick are in the Premier Division or Senior Division as well. Sorry, if you want yeah. to look that up there, I want to make sure I had that right there. Yeah. They're a Senior Division team as well. So we'll have two teams in the in the Senior yeah. Division of the CCFL. And and, and and to our listeners, like our, our coverage of local soccer scene is hit and miss. It's very. It's a hard one to cover because a lot of the games aren't against other local teams. Yeah. You know, they're, they're very rarely that there's local teams playing two local teams. And, it, you know, we'd love to have greater soccer coverage. We're, we're going to make a vow that we'll try for next season. We're going to up our soccer coverage. That dangerous thing to put on the record. <laughs> Shane Collins that got the goal uh, as well. Like, he would have played with, with Portage. Um at you know in their Leinster senior league team not not too long ago that game just looking at the pictures that with Barry McAvoy at the match was that game was played on the on the Astro yeah. that's right yeah. okay yeah. Our, yeah, yeah. No, you definitely yeah. wouldn't play in that other pitch and that, that's a serious issue for for local soccer teams it is for next season like that pitch I, I went out and took pictures on it there last week because it came up at the the meeting in Leash County Council about the like it's 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 absolutely unfit to play matches on it. There's a big walking track, a trail right through the middle of it. Um, probably the grass is long. It's probably rock hard. Um, and like there isn't uh, such a uh, an abundance of sporting facilities in Port Leash no. that uh, it can be the town can be doing without that. And like there's one team in Port Leash in the CCFL uh, who have to go to Bally Line and yeah, I can never get my head around that. Yeah. yeah, but like that, that'll tell you the the lack of. Um, you know facilities that are there like that a team has to travel what's by the line and a half an hour from Port Leash I suppose yeah. to, to get a facility so we should be doing better with the ones that we do have mm-hmm. and and I believe the responsibility there definitely falls on the on the council to maintain but it's, it's, it's Leash Leisure Centre I'd imagine and mm-hmm. they're, they're sort of they're an outlet of the council but there is an independent uh, there's slightly independent set up um, but yeah no, it's a shame to see it like that anyway yeah, absolutely. That's, so, all, that's, that's all, all our soccer news. That's all our, yeah. all our soccer news. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were, were you sorry for Liverpool? Oh, ter- do you know what? It couldn't have worked out any better because they went into the day with no hope and then the hope. It's the hope that kills you. And I've been, <laughs> I've been in that situation. I, I remember 2011 with Sergio Aguero at that time when, or 2012. 2012. Yeah, when, uh, when Man City t- took the title with the last kick of the season, basically. And Liverpool, like I was sitting there, obviously as a bitter and twisted Man United fan. Um, and when City went two 0 down, and you were going, "Oh, good God, what is going on here?" Two, uh, yeah. Then uh, and then, thankfully, um, <laughs> they scored. Well, really goals. Like, I, I went two 0 down, like two 0 <laughs> down. I could have been three 0 down. I was, uh, I, was, I, I, I was rooting for Liverpool, and I was watching, I was switching from from one to the other, and that. But um, as you're to tune in, worst case scenario, like they'll draw and Liverpool yeah. will win, and Liverpool will win the league. Um, a ser- serious uh, day of drama, obviously. But do Man United fans hate Liverpool more than they hate Man City? Oh, yeah. Do Man they? City okay. were completely irrelevant until five, six years ago. Okay. They won four titles yeah. in five but years, the, for sure. Up to that, they were completely. Recor- 
Yeah, I suppose many lines are irrelevant now. Yeah, they scraped into sixth place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it would have been better if they'd ended up in seventh and they'd be going off to play in Moldova or Romania or Lithuania on a Thursday night and uh, could send over the kids over there, whereas um, right. they might have to try a little bit more in the Europa yeah, League. Yeah, European, European soccer, same as Heaney Cup. Yeah, exactly. Is that a conference that's, league or something? That's, that's the, the conference, yeah. That's, yeah if you yeah, finished yeah. seventh, they would have ended up in that. Uh, but, it's a real booby uh, prize, obviously. Is it one yeah. of the advantages of it? Uh, oh well, you get European football, and obviously, if you um, if you can win it, it's a trophy. And I think like the final this year was between Roma and uh, what's the final against them? Roma, marriage managed by Jose Mourinho, and they won it. So I think yeah. that guaranteed them qualification for the Europa League. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, this season, yeah. you know, great, great prize yeah, in that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So um, when I was when I was a young lad, there used to be the cup winners' cup. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that that became the UEFA cup, which now is the Europa League. No, no, it um, used to be the UEFA cup and the cup winners' cup. Oh, they the cup winners' cup was based was solely for on the FA, champions, the, the cup champions. Yeah, and yeah, the, and, yeah. and uh, the the UEFA cup was. Um, or like the teams that kept third, fourth in the league, oh, or whatever, fourth, and yeah. the FA Cup, or no, the League Cup champions. Yeah, back in my back in my day, it used to be called the Coca Cola Cup. Coca Cola Cup, then it became yeah, the World yeah, League Cup. Now it was the, then... the Milk Cup at one stage. The milk Cup, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was, was before Coca Cola Cup. Carabao no, Cup. Carabao Cup. Now, yeah. There was other things in between. But it was, yeah, the yeah, Worthington yeah. Cup, I remember that, because yeah. United were so good, we used to get knocked out of it all the time, and we'd call it the Worthless Cup, you know, you wouldn't want to be in that. <laughs> hey, you'd slap your hand off for the Worthless yeah. Cup. Now. I, yeah, but I, I don't mind, like, so, 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 soccer, obviously, is the global sport, and um, and that the one thing that absolutely turns me off it is the childish, absolute infantile banter between Man United and Liverpool supporters. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just absolute, like... I just I, I I do not get it. Like you know, like oh, it's it's just adults um sneering and getting wound up over the opposite results. That's yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, not not going to change that. <laughs> oh, certainly not. <laughs> right, yeah. over and out. Good luck. God bless. Goodbye. We'll be back later in the week anyway with 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 all the rest of the G looking ahead to the Talchon Cup and the minor hurlers and we'll have a bit of club news and that as well. All right, over and out. Say it again. Good luck. God bless. Goodbye. The Leash Today Talking Sport Podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters.